The Cincinnati Bearcats are not rebuilding in 2022. They are reloading. I explain why on today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Subscribe to the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. We're up to 210 subscribers and counting. You can also follow us to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day here on the Lockdown Bearcats podcast, former sports director of UC's student-run media organization, Bearcast Media and bringing all of my play-by-play and sports talk show hosting experiences from Bearcast Media here to Locked On Bearcats. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So today I want to make very clear that the 2022 Cincinnati Bearcats football season is a reloading year. It is not a rebuilding year. Just because the Cincinnati Bearcats lost a lot of talent from last year's team on a team that was exceptional, without question the greatest team in Bearcats football history. I understand that they lost a lot of talent from that team, but I also understand that there is still talent here. There is still enough in the cupboard to compete, and not only that, but win a third straight conference championship this season. That's also going to be talked about on today's show. Why the 2022 season is the most important in Bearcats football history in terms of leaving the American Athletic Conference with a third straight conference championship. And there's one thing that I want the Bearcats to do that the Atlanta Braves, my favorite Major League Baseball team, sorry um, to those back home in Cincinnati, but now that I live here in middle Georgia and a baseball town, The Braves are my favorite MLB team. There's something the Braves did this offseason that I want the Bearcats to do this season. And if they do, they're going to have a really successful season once again. So this program is reloading. They're not rebuilding. You will see once again this year how successful this program has been at recruiting. Guys who are stepping in and replacing talent from last year are guys from the 2018 class. Think Javon Hicks. Think Malik Van. Think Ben Bryant, maybe Charles McClelland. Those guys will be taking on larger roles this year. So we're really going to see how good that class really is. Remember the Athletic did a top 25 2018 recruiting class rankings a few weeks ago, and they had the Cincinnati Bearcats at number four. And that class included Javon Hicks, Malik Van, Lorenz Metz, Charles McClelland, Ben Bryant. We haven't really seen... Some of those players, yeah, it also included MyJ Sanders, who became a third-round NFL draft pick this year by the Arizona Cardinals. So there was a lot of talent in that recruiting class. And there is still a lot of talent residing from that class that will now be taking on larger roles this year because of players lost from last year. But you cannot be a team in a rebuild Specifically when you're in between, when this year is in between a college football playoff year 
and a year where you are going to move to a Power 5 conference. What does it say about your program if you go into the Big 12 and you're, quote, rebuilding? It doesn't mean much, right? In fact, it would only put a stain on getting an invitation to the power to a Power 5 conference. That's why this season we're really going to see the fruits of the labor that have been planted by Luke Fickle and the recruiting staff at Cincinnati. The Cincinnati Bearcats are masters of recruiting right now. The momentum they have on the recruiting front is unbelievable. It is tremendous. Beyond anything we could have imagined, myself included. But it has to come into into fruition this year. Last year it did with guys like Desmond Ritter, Josh Wiley, and Leonard Taylor had really good years. They'll be back this year. Trey Tucker had a really good season last year. Tyler Scott had a really good season. You had Sauce Gardner, Kobe Bryant. Now you're really going to see it this year. You knew the talent was in place last year. But this year you think it's there, but you don't really know if it's there. So that's where we have to really evaluate the success on the recruiting trail by the Cincinnati Bearcats. How good is that 2018 class really? I think it's really good. It's not like these guys have not played at all. They just have been overshadowed by, if you're Javon Hicks, Brian Cook. If you're a corner, Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant. If you're Charles McClellan, Jerome Ford, Michael Warren. If you're Malik Van, it's been Curtis Brooks and Elijah Ponder. If you're um, Ben Bryant, it's Des- if you're Evan Prater, he's 2019, but he's but still Desmond Ritter. So now it's okay. These guys who are new, while they have some experience, and that makes me feel better about this season, they don't have you know a lot of experience in the spotlight where they are the reason why the Cincinnati Bearcats are winning games. This program is not going to go into a rebuild because I do believe that there is a lot of talent on this year's team. They've done a lot in the transfer portal, adding guys like Corey Kiner and Nick Mardner and Noah Potter. Those are huge additions to positions of need. And also, if you're Tyler Scott and Trey Tucker, you're no longer overshadowed by Alec Pierce. If you're Josh Wiley and Leonard Taylor, maybe you're not overshadowed by Pierce either. I know they're, I know those two are tight ends, but still, the target distribution last year was Alec Pierce, 52 receptions, and the next closest was Tyler Scott with, I believe, 34. So you're going to have, might have been 31, but you're going to have a lot of players step into larger roles this season. The success from last year's team, I believe, will carry over. There's a saying in sports, success breeds success. And I absolutely believe that. Because once a ball starts rolling, once you gain momentum, once a program gains momentum, and that's why Cincinnati in 2018, if there were any questions of if that season was a fluke, it was not. Because 2019, they picked up right where they left off in 2018. They won 11 games once again. And then it just continued in 2020. It continued in 2021. And that's with losing defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman in between those two seasons. Mike Tressel comes in. I know that there were some things that Bearcats fans were upset with him about. And that's understandable. You know, you love a guy so much in Marcus Freeman and then you and then he moves on. Yeah, you're going to, you know, 
hold Mike Trestle to Freeman's standards. That's that's understandable and that's fine. But you have to understand that the Bearcats' defense last year was exceptional. I mean, they 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 produced a first round draft pick for crying out loud. And this year, yes, they lost a lot of talent. Six of the nine draft picks came from the defense. But I still look at guys like Wilson Huber, Malik Van, Javon Hicks, um, Deshaun Pace, Ivan Pace Jr., another transfer they got this offseason, um, Noah Potter. I think about Jawan Briggs. I think about Jabari Taylor. I think about all the players that are still here. And I see that, yes, this team can still be a very good team. You don't have the, you know, maybe you as a fan don't feel like they're going to be as dominant this year as they were last year. And that's totally okay. I don't feel that way either. But I don't feel like this team is going to take a significant step back. You know, it is amazing in of itself that they are a group of five program for now that made the college football playoff last year. And think about all those things that had to go right for them to get in. And they did. It's amazing in of itself that they made the playoffs a group of five team. And when you achieve something like that, you know, as a step below, you know, a Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, etc., it's very similar to when a mid-major program makes a run to the Final Four in college basketball. Think Loyola Chicago, George Mason, VCU, those teams, they took steps back the next year because they don't have the momentum in recruiting that Cincinnati football right now does. And that's why I don't think there is going to be a significant drop-off this season. And there's one other reason why I don't think this program is not going to go into a rebuild, and that is that they play in a group of five league. That's to their benefit, but it's also what makes next season the most important in Bearcats program history, Bearcats football program history, that is. I'll explain next. But first, a word from our partners at BetOnline.net, your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL Stanley Cup Final and Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Stanley Cup Final continuing tonight, Game 3, Tampa Bay and Colorado from Amelie Arena down in Tampa, Florida. Colorado with an absolute, as someone or my coworker uh, said to me on late Saturday night, Sunday morning, a massacre of a Game 2 win over Tampa Bay 7-0. Can't wait for that game tonight. Of course, you can check all the latest odds on Bet Online. Alex Frank here with you, Locked On Bearcats podcast. Eat your host each and every day. So... 
there's a benefit of playing in a group of five conference this season if you're the Cincinnati Bearcats. But it also makes this season the most important in Bearcats football history. Because it's the last season for Cincinnati in the American Athletic Conference. It is the last time they will ever play in a non-Power 5 conference. And I've thought a lot about that recently. How the Bearcats are going to... Because for as much as I think about, you think about the great, you know, all the great things and reasons of Cincinnati joining the Power 5 conference table, joining the Big 12. Believe me, it's great. I'm as, I, I am incredibly excited for what's to come from that. But I also think about how this is the last season in the Group of Five Conference, and you can't overlook that for going to the Big 12. If there's everything, such thing as a trap season, that's what this season is. Because you're coming off a college football playoff appearance, you're riding that high, and you're also going to the Big 12. But yet there's still this season to be played. And you cannot go into the Big 12 on the heels of, let's say, an 8-4 and four season or a 9-3 and three season or worse, a 7-5 and five season. You simply can't do that. You have to leave your legacy as the most dominant team in the American Athletic Conference. You cannot lead or leave the American and head to the Big 12 on the heels of not winning a championship. You can't lose to Houston. You can't lose to UCF or any other team. You have an opportunity to do something that UCF could not do or any other program for that matter in the history of this conference, which is only nine years. This is year 10 of the American for football. You have an opportunity to do something that no other program in this conference, past or present, has ever done, and that is win a third straight conference championship. Forget straight, a third conference championship. And you'd be the only team in the history of this conference to do so. You can separate yourself from everybody. UCF, UCF won two in 2017-2018. They, they haven't even been back to the championship game since then. Because here's the thing. Yes, Cincinnati has been recruiting at a Power 5 level. They've been playing in a Power 5 level. They have been to the college football playoff. But they still play in a group of five conference. They're still playing on the road against teams who are, I don't know if they will ever crack the Power 5 table. Sadly, you know, here's a team that was ranked number four in the country, and yet they're going to ECU, East Carolina, full stadium on Black Friday. Here's a team that is going to, you know, they're, they're number four, but they're going to play one and six, two lane um, in front of a half full crowd at 11 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon in New Orleans. Here's a program that is that is playing all these teams that are welcoming in these teams to their stadium. It's always been weird to me, and I've said for years that Cincinnati should have been in a Power 5 conference nine years ago. Why they didn't get on that side of the Big East, you know, all the Catholic schools forming the new Big East, why they didn't get on the the good side of that spectrum, I don't know. Louisville did. Rutgers somehow did. What have they done since since they moved to the Big Ten? Not really much of anything. Louisville has done some good things since moving to the ACC, but they have not played for, how about that? They have not played for a conference championship. They have not played um, in football. They have not played for a conference championship in basketball. They have not been to a Final Four. 
Cincinnati should have been in a Power 5 conference. They're, they're winning back-to-back conference championships. And I understand that. Uh, if you're wondering why I glanced over to my uh, le- or, yeah, left, congratulations to Matt Fitzpatrick, the winner of the 2018, uh, I'm sorry, 2022 and 122nd U.S. Open. A very emotional scene right now on NBC. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, I believe that's his father in the stands. It was a really close match in the U.S. Open, but a huge congratulations to him on winning the U.S. Open. Anyway, so going back to Cincinnati, two straight conference championships. It's great. But ever since they played for their first title in 2019, ever since they won, ever since they won back-to-back championships, as those things were happening, I said to myself, it's about damn time they're here. I said that when they played for a conference championship. I said that when they won a conference championship. Because Cincinnati before that was, you know, losing to teams like East Carolina and Tulsa and um, Memphis, UCF. No, it never should have been that way. It never should have been that way. And that's why I'm so thankful for the job Luke Fickle has done on recruiting. Yes, he's put the Bearcats football program back on the map, but I say it's back to where they should be. So you are playing one more season in the American. What happens if you, you know, go into the Big 12 on the heels of losing a championship or losing a championship to Houston, UCF, a Memphis? Imagine lose, Imagine if Houston or UCF beats you out for the conference championship. Imagine that. And they go into the Big 12 with you and they hold that over your heads. Imagine if UCF... Imagine if UCF wins a third third championship and they hold that over your heads forever. Right now, the Cincinnati Bearcats are on such a high, having been in the college football playoff. But yet, you forget that they have the same number of championships as UCF. That you I think we forget about that. We forget about all of that with the success UC has had and how much they've distanced themselves from UCF and how much they have dominated over the years. The last two years especially, and they've beaten them three straight years. But we forget that Cincinnati and UCF are still tied for the conference championship lead. Cincinnati is playing in a group of five conference. They did what they had to do in Conference USA from a basketball standpoint. That was a basket, it was a basketball school back in the day. It might still be now to some of you, the University of Cincinnati. But they've had more success in football recently. If the Cincinnati Bearcats win a third straight conference championship, yeah, great. Not a lot of programs have done that recently. But I still feel like that, yeah, that's what they were supposed to do. Because Who in this conference is better than Cincinnati right now? Who can you definitively say is better than the Cincinnati Bearcats in the American Athletic Conference? Houston? I don't think you can say that. SMU? Nope. UCF? Nope. Memphis? Nope. And then the other um, seven teams, whatever. You can't definitively say that. Tulsa? Nope. And just go on down the line, the other teams. You cannot say that any team in this conference is better than Cincinnati. 
in terms of what they've done and, it, and quite frankly in terms of what they have coming back this year but you thought last year there was a target on the backs of the uc football team oh there's a bigger one this year because you go to the college football playoff as a group of five team every team is coming for you every team is envious that you got to enjoy and don't think ucf thinks that way because ucf is hosting cincinnati this year that's one of the biggest games of the year, in my opinion, for Cincinnati. Those, those fans, that crowd, will be ready to rock in that game. They will be ready to jump out of their seats at that game. Because they thought they should have been in the playoff three years ago. They did not make it. UC did. The target on the backs of the UC football team right now is Huge. It is ginormous because of what they did last year. But they still play in a group of five conference. They have put everybody else on a poster. They are light years ahead of everybody in this conference. Yes, Houston and UCF are going to the Big 12 as well. But you still can lose a championship to them. (coughs) Excuse me. You can lose a championship to those teams because they will hold it over your heads the last season in a group of five conference and you fall from the college football playoff to not winning the conference championship and playing in some scrub bowl game, that will never leave this university. And Houston and UCF will hold that over their heads forever. You cannot let that happen. You have to back up last year's playoff appearance with a conference championship this year. And I've kind of evolved this offseason in terms of how I view success for the Cincinnati Bearcats. I view it as if they don't win a conference championship, it's not. A conference championship is is a successful season. You go on and lose a bowl game in the New Year's Six Bowl to an SEC team, fine. You go on to, I don't know, maybe the college football playoff again and lose to an SEC team there, fine. Whatever you do after that, doesn't matter. It does, but it really doesn't. In terms of the grand scheme of things, in terms of what success is, the Cincinnati Bearcats must win a conference championship because you can't fall from the college football playoff down to 8-4 and and go into the, I don't know, Gasparilla Bowl, Birmingham Bowl, whatever. You back it up with a third straight conference championship and go to a New Year's Six Bowl game the third straight year, that's backing it up. That's going to the Big 12 with momentum. But you can't be slap happy from last year, and you can't be looking too far ahead to the Big 12. There are seniors and fifth-year seniors on this team that will not let that happen. I'm looking at Javon Hicks. I'm looking at Malik Van. I'm looking at Wilson Huber. I'm looking at Charles McClellan. I'm looking at even Ben Bryant, I'm looking at those players, and I'm saying they will not let the Cincinnati Bearcats fall from the college football playoff to obscurity in the American Athletic Conference right before they move to the Big 12. How can you go to the Big 12 and say, yeah, we just finished 8-4 and four in our previous season? You can't say that. How dumb would you look? And how stupid, weird it would look if you did that? You go to the Big 12 and say, hey, we just won a third straight conference championship in the American. We went back to a New Year's Six Bowls, a group of five team. 
because you still are a group of five team. You're not a power five team yet. And you sure as hell won't look like one if you don't win a third straight conference championship in a conference that you quite frankly should. Sure, it's to their benefit that UC plays in a group of five conference after losing a lot of talent from a group of five team who went to the playoff last year. But it also adds to the importance of the season that you can't just be slap happy for making the playoff last year and just, yeah, well, whatever happens, happens. No, that's not how it works. There are championship expectations and aspirations at the University of Cincinnati surrounding this football program. There is a level of expectation to be the class of the league. That should be a given and a benchmark. I don't care how much talent was lost from last year's team. I don't care how much better SMU, Houston are supposedly. I know what Cincinnati has, and I know what the expectations are this year, and I sure as heck know that if they fall anywhere short of that, going to the Big 12 on that won't look very good. And that's why this season is the most important in Bearcats football history. Up next, the Bearcats need to take a lesson from my favorite MLB team to make this season a success. I'll tell you what that is next after a word from two of our sponsors. So the Atlanta Braves, who have become my favorite Major League Baseball team since now I live in middle Georgia near a baseball town like Atlanta, and apologies to anybody in Cincinnati who knows me as a Cincinnatian, but you know, if I lived in Cincinnati, I'd probably still be a Reds fan. First, I am still a Reds fan, but I can't emotionally attach myself to them. And apologies to Jeff Carr and the Stephen Offenbaker on Locked On Reds. I just cannot emotionally attach myself to a team whose organization and leadership says, we are not going to do whatever it takes to win. They may not tell you that directly, but they're telling you that or they're implying that. So the Atlanta Braves this offseason, they knew they were going to potentially lose Freddie Freeman. So what'd they do? They went out and traded for Matt Olson, an insurance policy. By the way, yesterday, fantastic game, three doubles and a win against the Cubs. He's been having a nice season too. Um, the Braves won 14 straight division titles from 1991 to 2005. And there were times when they lost Gary Sheffield, Javi Lopez, Greg Maddox, John Smoltz moved from the starter to the bullpen because of an elbow, because of elbow issues. And yet every single year it was plug and play, reload, 14 straight division titles. And there were a lot of obstacles along the way. I mean, 2005, that team was young. That team should not have won the division title, and yet they did. And don't tell me, well, they didn't do anything in the playoffs. They still won 14 straight division titles. In terms of the regular season, they were successful 14 straight years. 14 straight years. Now, let's compare them to the Cincinnati Bearcats. This is a Bearcats podcast, of course. Cincinnati is losing talent at three major positions. Corner, quarterback, and running back. But you can't just use that as an excuse. Yeah, we lost all this talent. Yeah, it's okay if we finish 8-4. and four. No, it's not. You can't go to the Big 12 like that. You have to plug in what you have, the talent that remains, and replace and reload. That's what you have to do. They got to make whatever they have as replacements work. Think about corner, specifically, because I feel like corner is where most of the talent was lost. You lose all Americans? Yeah, that's a big deal. I'm not trying to say that it's not a big deal that they lost all Americans and are supposed to still be successful next year. I am saying that you lose all Americans at corner. 
I'm saying that you have to be able to replace and reload. Whoever starts a corner, Justin Harris, Taj Ward, Sammy Bumpus, whomever, JQ Hardaway maybe, whomever starts a corner, they cannot be stark contrasts to who Kobe Bryant and Sauce Gardner were. That's not going to win you any games, anything meaningful at least, this year and in 2023. They cannot be stark contrasts. They can't make you wish Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant were still here. Because in the wise words of Rick Pitino, they're not walking through the door. Who is, though, are guys who are capable. You think about all those corners you've recruited. You think about all the corners that Cincinnati's recruiting right now. I mean, Cincinnati has, what, 10 defensive backs signed for the class of 2023? 10. I mean, think about the number of corners that they have signed to, that they have committed to play for them. That's what Sawson Bryant did. But that's one thing, and that's where I said, remember how I said at the beginning of this show, the recruiting for the University of Cincinnati has to pay off this season. Because we have praised how great it has been in terms of the talent they have gotten. But that talent has not been in spotlights and in large roles on the field just yet. It will be this year in the form of Javon Hicks in the form of Malik Van, in the form of um, Wilson Huber, in the form of uh, Charles McClelland and Corey Kiner and Tyler Scott and Justin Harris and Sammy Bumpus and all those guys. And on the defensive line, Jawan Briggs and Jabari Taylor. You're not just going to be another player who can come in and wreck a game plan and, and opposing teams don't really know who you are. They will be, you will be on opposing team scouting reports. Plain and simple. That's where we're going to really see this recruiting for Cincinnati. Again, though, we look at corners. It's the position I'm most worried about this season because of the drop in talent. No one really knows amongst Bearcats fans who these players are. I know them as a member of the media. Everybody else who covers the team knows them, but I hope that at some point this season you will know them too. You may get to know, you hopefully will get to know Justin Harris. You will hopefully get to know um, maybe J.Q. Hardaway, Sammy Bumpus, Taj Ward. You will get to know a lot of these players. Perhaps Ben Bryant, you already know him. Perhaps Charles McClellan, perhaps Tyler Scott. You will get to know those players more because they're going to be taking on larger roles. They can't be stark contrasts to their predecessors who were here before them. They just have to pick up as a team what that talent meant to the Bearcats football program last year and in previous years. So again, this is a reloading year because the talent is there, but you can't go into the Big 12 on the heels of not winning or winning anything short of a conference championship in 2022 in the American. You still are a group of five team. Even though you're recruiting and you're playing like a power five team, you still got to take care of business at the group of five level. Leave no doubt that you were the best team that the American Athletic Conference has ever had. And leave no doubt that you are deserving of a power five bit. If you let a team below you like Houston or UCF knock you off your pedestal, 
knock you off the throne of winning the conference championship? What I mean, what can you go into the Big 12 with? Just an invitation, right? And in terms of, you know, losing talent at key positions, again, think of the Atlanta Braves, 14 straight division titles. They didn't have all the talent in the world all those years. The Mets were more talented than them in some years. The Phillies had more talent than them in some years. The Giants had more talent than them in some years. San Francisco back when the Braves were in the NL West. But yet the Braves still found a way to win the division. Every single year from 91 through 2005. And that is what the Bearcats need to do. Plug and play. Reload. Just like the Braves lost Freddie Freeman, insurance policy trade Matt Olson. Just like the Bearcats losing Desmond Ritter, Ben Bryan or Evan Prater. Think about Sauce Gardner. Bearcats can plug in Justin Harris, whomever at corner. That's what they have to do. And hopefully you will know some of the new players this year because they are helping the Bearcats win games and win a third straight conference championship. On tomorrow's show, Josh Neighbors, Lockdown Big 12, will be joining me to talk about the Bearcats moving to the Big 12, joining them officially next July 1st of 2023. Plus, we'll also talk about the Big 12 new television deal, what Josh knows about it, what he thinks are the most significant aspects and assets to the University of Cincinnati with it. And we will also talk about many other things of Cincinnati officially joining the Big 12 next season. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel up to 210 subscribers and counting. Follow us to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. And don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft to get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of our Lockdown NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make sure Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is your second listen today. By the way, I want to end on this. Congratulations to uh, a UC University of Cincinnati legend, Sandy Koufax, over the weekend. Uh, had a statue of him unveiled outside Dodger Stadium, which I heard Mo Egger say this and Chad Brendel say this on ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW in Cincinnati last week. That was long overdue. I mean, one of the greatest left-handed pitchers in the history of Major League Baseball, one of the greatest all-time Los Angeles Dodgers. And sometimes I think we forget that Sandy Koufax is a University of Cincinnati Bearcat. That's his alma mater. Like, we talk about Oscar Robertson and Sauce Gardner and Desmond Ritter, Tony Pike, a lot of the recent Bearcats, and then historically, guys like the Big O, guys like Kenya Martin, guys like Steve Logan, um, guys like um, Travis Kelsey. We forget about one of the best left-handed pitchers of all time, who for five years, from 1962 through 1966, you can look those stats up on baseballreference.com, one of the greatest five-year stretches in the history of baseball. And he's a University of Cincinnati graduate. So sincere congratulations to him. Statue unveiled of him outside Dodger Stadium. Still looks really good for his age. I mean, he's pushing, what, 80? It's got to be pushing 80. Don't know his exact age, but one of the greatest Bearcats of all time, one of the greatest left-handed pitchers and pitchers, period, in the history of Major League Baseball. 
Back tomorrow with Josh Neighbors, Lockdown Big 12. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Enjoy Game 3 tonight at the Stanley Cup Final, Colorado and Tampa Bay. And for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your Monday, and I'll be back tomorrow with Josh Neighbors of Lockdown Big 12 here on Lockdown Bearcats.